Paul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer and Paul Rilkens, with illustrious changemakers, designers and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. All right, you wouldn't believe it, but across from me, without a screen in between, I'm looking into the whites of the eye of Karina Bauer, the CEO of IMEX Group. Now, Karina, this is the 20th edition, IMEX 22. We're in Hall 9, in the middle of nature. Tell us, how are you feeling? Well, today tired. <laughs> but, um, we had a fantastic gala dinner last night. We had a great night. gala dinner. It's been a great few days. Um, yeah, feeling really happy, and um, you know that feeling at the end of a great event that you get, where you're just um, happy and um, sort of excited about what's happened during the week. This is a feeling we've been missing for quite some time. Let's not reminisce too much on that. We're looking forward into the future, right? Um, at IMAX America last year in October, which was you know, the first real live uh, event after this COVID pandemic. Uh, by the way, today's June 2nd, 2022. For posterity's sake, this could be listened to decades from today because digital assets could perpetuate for a long time. Behind us, we're looking at something called the Design to Change, uh, Design for Good project, uh, which uh, you supported uh, together with the Event Design Collective. But we designed a project for Right to Play right on the trade show at IMAX America last year in October. And uh, we're celebrating the outcomes of that event design here at IMAX in Frankfurt. Um, an exciting proposition. And we have the opportunity of being here in Hall 9, where we are looking out into the forest, the ocean, the canyon, the Inspire cafes. I see MPI ECA, the hosted buyer lounge. It's a very colorful, vibrant space that people are discovering. What are the thoughts behind Hall 9 and Hall 8 for people that have never been to IMAX? Yeah, so Hall 8 is our business hall. You know, that's where our exhibitors are. That's where the business appointments take place. Um, Hall 9 really is about giving people an opportunity to have a different experience within that show. So in Hall 9, we've got all our educational experiences. We've got our Central Park, which is um, uh, one of our food courts, but it's um, designed with uh, natural gas. We've got birdsong in there. You, know, you can sit on a park bench. Um, we've also got our People and Planet Village, where we're sort of displaying um, our, not just our sustainability credentials, but actually helping people to learn from those, you know, what they can also implement. Um, and it's really about um, developing that experience for people so that when they need a break, it's got a very different atmosphere, different vibe in here. We've got mu you know, live music going on as well. Um, so it's about inspiration, it's about um, downtime and, and just having a different experience um, and helping people to be productive again when they go back into that hall. So I think it's really important for us as we come out of the pandemic and look at our events differently to build in those different experiences. Um, we are not, you know, single dimension people, we're multi-dimensional and so we need to build experiences that are as well. Yeah. Now this has been a very special experience for me. Uh, the reason being is that it's the first time ever that one of my family members is attending IMAX with me. And this is my 18-year-old son, Olivier, who's right now at the Future Leader Forum. And uh, I could see the flip in his eyes uh, on Monday when we were setting up and you were walking by and we had a little conversation. Uh, and he said, I want to travel the world. Um, uh, and he took a gap year. And then, you know, with COVID, he wasn't able to travel the world. And by the time he got to see the flight prices, you know, he saw that working for six months at a student's wage will not get you very far. 
So I, I challenged him. I said, would you like to see the world in three days? And he said, how does that work? Well, join me to Frankfurt and we can walk Hall 8 and see the whole thing. And it's funny how he has no interest in the events industry whatsoever at first. I do not want to push him at all. But by discovering the Future Leader Forum, when he got back from yesterday's event, the stories were bubbling up. I could see the sparkle in the eye. Um, he had made friends with uh, Panache, who yesterday won the Future Leader Forum um, uh, for the Future Leader at the Gala Dinner Award. And it's interesting to see the dynamic of change, how Song Division and everything that they're doing with music is really ticking into how they perceive the whole thing. How, is important, how important is that next generation, do you think, for this industry? I think it's, a, you know, what you've just described is such an interesting kind of um, microcosm case study yes. of the challenge that we face in the industry where we're not perceived as a sort of exciting a career opportunity for young people and yet when they actually come and understand what we do and experience it as you say the sparkle is in the eye um, and, and even not even young people but um, professionals from other industries you know maybe friends family come um, and they actually feel the atmosphere and they see the opportunities here and also the breadth of things that event professionals do right you know exactly. it's, that's also not um, one-dimensional there's so many different elements to um, the skill set that you need um, and the segments that we have in the industry so um, yeah I think it's really interesting I think that's a big challenge for us because we're competing you know with finance with advertising with these well-known industry sectors that mm -hmm. present themselves actually as um, great career opportunities and kind of sexy career opportunities the reality actually for many of those sectors is the opposite of us um, exactly. yeah. and the other thing that he's probably felt here is that there are real sort of connections and relationships you know he's already started to develop those and that's what really makes this industry yeah. um, so very special which is yeah. why you know we always say no nobody ever leaves the industry yeah. um, so yeah, I think um, I, th I think it's great that he's had that experience, and I wish that we could get even more people um, to understand the benefits of seeing this industry as a as a desirable career. Well, I think you're doing everything you can to bring the industry together. I think we all have a responsibility to to make sure we get to know about it, right, and, and visit it in the first place. So, for any podcast listeners to our podcast, who are all event design geeks, so they might be familiar or not be familiar with IMAX. If they haven't been, what would you say? I would say, um, in, from my perspective, and I might be a little bit biased, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that to other people to decide. Um, but I would say that if you're in this industry, you really need to come to an IMEX show because this is the central point in the year, whether it's here in Frankfurt or in Las Vegas, where the whole global industry and every sector of the industry comes together. I think, you know, because there are so many skills, because there are so many different jobs and sectors in the industry, you can um, get a bit sort of lost in just doing your thing and actually not get a sense of the wider world the wider industry that's out there and that's one of the amazing things coming here and really to um, understand the industry that you're in yeah. and of course there's you know meet people from all over the world get inspiration do the learning there are all those things as well but there's something fundamental there I think about really being a part of an industry and if you're not coming to um, IMEX or an event like IMEX, I think it's very hard for you to get that, that sense. Yeah. Events are pivotal moments and they build you know, the structure of how people look at things. Uh, your event being only two years older than my son, uh, I'm very impressed at the evolution that you've been able to create over the 20 years. Um, so I congratulate you and, and, and the team. I think you're doing a phenomenal job. 
You make an event with thousands of people feel like a family reunion, and that is no small task. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage. Check one, two, three. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Loud and clear. Good. Uh, just, just a little bit. There we go. So I'll play the little jingle, and then uh, you can go ahead and ask the question, and I'll kind of uh, talk you through it, and you know, keep asking questions about things that I need to explain. Okay. Okay. Here we go. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Okay.